Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hey there, you podcasters. I wanted to pop on just to talk to you guys about all that God is doing in this particular season and what he's getting ready to do over the next two months, the month of January into the month of February. I want to first start out by saying I love you guys and and I'm outside, so you're going to hear a little bit of uh, movement in the background by way of cars and things that are going by. But I still wanted to tape outside today because it's such a beautiful day. And um, just bear with me. It won't stop you from receiving the word of God if you are truly focused in your heart on hearing what God has to speak to you in this particular season. I'm not even going to be um, speaking long tonight. I'm just going to tell you exactly what I've received from the throne room of grace as I was pressing into God over the last couple of days concerning what it is that he is trying to speak to the people. And if I had to title today's topic, I would title it blessed by the big three. Blessed by the big three blessed by the big three. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into it. So the Lord had me in Micah 6 and 8. Micah 6 and 8. And Micah 6 and 8 is really interesting because it talks a little bit about the requirements that the Lord has from us um, for this particular season. Now, as I was praying and meditating on it, that this is exactly where the Lord led me and told me to release a word to tell the people that they don't have to be ignorant to the things that I have or the things that I require from them. Because we already know that the Lord has for us his promises and his promises are yes and amen. So all those things concerning you, the thing that he's gonna work out for you, he's gonna work it to completion. I know right now it may not look like it. I know right now things may look totally contrary. I know right now people may be speaking against what God has allowed to rest in your spirit concerning your destiny but i'm here to reaffirm the word of god inside of you to confirm it all over again and to remind you that you're an overcomer to remind you that you are a conqueror through jesus christ to remind you that everything that you pray concerning uh those uh particular areas in your life that are sensitive god is going to work it to completion i'm here to tell you that god has not forgotten about you I'm here to tell you that to continue to press into God so that you might be able to see the glory of God in the land of the living. I'm here to tell you that the Lord made you and it was not a mistake. I'm here to tell you that you were created in his image. I'm here to tell you that you are divinely created. Uh, created and that the, the purpose is divinely orchestrated for this particular time in life so that you might be a blessing to someone else. 
And I'm also here to tell you that Micah 6 and 8 gives us some requirements that God has from us as a people, what he wants from us. Because sometimes I talk to people and I hear them say things like they don't they don't know exactly what God wants them to do. They don't know or they can't hear from God to tell them this or that about a situation. So today's word is, is, is going to be very clear in letting you know what God is requiring from you over the next two months for the month of January, for the month of February, God is requiring three things from you. These things that he's requiring is he's first of all saying, let every man examine himself. The word of God says, let every man examine himself. Let every man work out his own salvation. So when we examine ourselves and we go to the word of God, because that's where we should be examining ourselves from. We shouldn't be examining ourselves from what people tell us, from self-help books, from movies, from uh, uh degrees or accomplishments from what our mother our father said we ought to be examining ourselves with what the word of god says about us that's why we have to know whose we are and who we are in christ so that we might be able to stand and withstand the wiles of the enemy in this evil day because how many of you know that the wiles of the enemy are things as simple as trying to tell you you're something that you're not trying to tell you that you're not special to God, trying to make you feel like a failure, trying to make you feel overly uh, guilty. And when God says that you can repent, turn from your uh, wicked ways, and then you could hear from heaven. Come on, the enemy is there to try to make us condemn ourselves. And the Lord said, there's no condemnation to those that seek after Christ Jesus. So when you are seeking after Christ Jesus, you can be, you can stand in the guarantee that God says there's no condemnation to those that's seeking after Christ Jesus. You're not gonna be condemned. He didn't come to put his, his son into the world to condemn the world, but he gave his son, his only begotten son, so that the world might be saved. And the world was you and me. Before God chose us, we were in the world, but he said, no, I choose you. I chose you, daughter. I chose you, son, that you might be caught in and grafted in during this time frame. So I'm thanking God on today for you. This is how Micah 6 and 8 reads on today. It says, he hath showed thee, O man, what is good and what doeth the Lord require of thee. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of thee. But to be justly, come on now, I said today you're going to be blessed by the big three. These are the big three things you need to focus on over the next two months. This is what the Lord requires. I'm in Micah 6 and 8. It says, but to do justly, to love, and to walk humbly with God. Let me tell you those big three again. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Now, this is interesting because... As I released this word earlier on my YouTube channel, if you get an opportunity, go over to my YouTube channel. You know, if you um, are more visual than you are audio, I challenge you to go over to my YouTube channel. It's Positive Thinking Podcast on YouTube. And I released the same rimmel word earlier today that I'm releasing here by audio on the podcast because I want you to have access to what God is seeing and doing in this season by any uh, media necessary, any media necessary that you could learn from. And, and, and I've chose to put it on YouTube and I've chose to put it 
in audio for those that just prefer to listen and drive around and, and gather the word of God. But the big three in Micah 6 and 8 is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. So the question then becomes, what does this mean? What, what does this mean? These are the three things that the Lord requires of us as Christian believers. And these things are what you and God will contend for throughout your entire life. So throughout your entire life, you're going to be contending for these three areas that the Lord requires. He requires you to, to do justly. What does it mean to do justly? I'm so glad you asked. It means to treat people fairly. It means that we don't take advantage of the weak. It means that as Christians, we don't mistreat others. It means we don't use our power and our authority to destroy people, that we don't return evil for good. See, what it, what it does is it allows us to step back for a moment and ask ourselves the question, you know, how do I treat people? Have I betrayed my friends? Am I overlooking people that I know should be uh, that can use my uh, resources to get to the God's expected goal in their life? What, how do I treat people? We have to begin to examine ourselves. Remember, I said the word of God said, let every man examine himself. Stop for a moment. As you go over these next two months, this is an area that the Lord is looking and giving you a letter grade in. Where do you fare out? Where do you fare out now as I introduce this word to you? And how will you fare out at the end of February concerning these three areas of your life? How do you treat people? Do you protect and defend the innocent? You know, do you cheat people? Come on now. Do you try to give everybody what's due to them? Are you acting like you are the Lord and you're giving vengeance to people? And the word of God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Are you trying to pay people back for their mistreatment to you when the word of God says that we ought to pray for those that despitefully use us? How are you treating others? You know, are you playing favorites? Are you playing friends against each other? Are you, uh, abusing your authority? How are you treating people around you, people of God? The word of God in Matthew is very clear. It says that we ought to treat others how we would want to be treated. So ask yourself the question, would you want to be treated how you treat others? That is how I kind of uh, set the ruler in my life. You know, if, if I'm going to treat this person like that, how would I feel if they treated me like that? So uh, if it comes to uh, making sure that this person is honored, do you honor people? Do, do you or do you say, no, I'm not going to honor them because I feel they don't deserve that? How do you fare out when the Lord begins to grade you in this area of your life? Now, we already know that the Lord is telling us to to be just, to do justly. To, and what that says is to treat people fairly. The reason he's saying that is because he's a just God. It says that he reigns over the just and the unjust. He's just, he's fair all the time. He allows the sun to come up over the pimp as well as the prostitute. He doesn't as well as the pastor. Come on now. He allows the sun to come up every day, regardless of how we act, whether we, uh, got out of line the day before. He doesn't pull his love away. He remains just. 
This is how we have to begin to look at ourselves. And when we align this uh, particular principle with with our lives, are we just? Are we following the golden rule in any and everything we do? Are we putting others before we put ourselves? Come on now. If we put our father's business first, he's going to take care of our, our business. It says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. When you get your vertical right with God, your relationship right with God, and what that means is understanding his attributes. So as I introduce this Micah 6 and 8 to you, I'm introducing a principle. I'm introducing a concept to you that you might be able to catch revelation of it so that it might change your life. The word of God said, how can a man look into the word of God? And the word of God is supposed to be like a mirror. How can you look into the word of God and, and not change and not uh, see your flaws and, and to work? Work to renew your mind so that you can become more Christ-like. How could you look at God and look into the word of God and not do that? It says when we look into the word of God, it serves as a mirror and we look away. It's like a man who's forgot himself. He don't even know who he is. He's looking in the mirror and don't even know who he is. I know that's not us on today. I know that's not you, child of God. I know that's not me. We want to be more Christ-like. We want to understand that God created us in his image and that we ought to renew our minds daily so that we can become more what? More Christ-like. And when I say this, I want to expand a bit because some people think that becoming more Christ-like is like this role play. They're acting out becoming Christ-like. No, when you become Christ-like, it's a transformation that happens on the inside that begins to bring itself to fruition on the outside. You don't have to tell people that you love God. You don't have to tell people that I'm a Christian. You don't have to tell people that my light is shining and before me and they see it it's part of who you are it's part of your fabric it's part of your dna it's embedded in you it's it's like a light that has been transformed inside of you and then it begins to just come out of you naturally and, and you ain't even trying to make it come out it just comes out because you are in right standing with god and people just can't help but to see it because that's how bright the light is come on now how does your light shine amongst men that's the question we have to begin to ask ourselves and for those that are seeking uh, entrepreneurship or they want their own business or they're uh, following under other people's ministries, you know, and, and helping to uplift other people in this season because that's what God has called you to the ministry of helps. How, how do you treat that person? Do you honor that person? Um, what is your attitude like? Because this is what God is looking at. He's searching the heart of man. It says who can know the heart? It can become so wicked. This is why we have to begin to really press into the father to really spend time with him in prayer so the transformation that needs to occur can truly occur in our hearts in our minds and in our lives come on now now uh requirement number two requirement number one was uh doing just treating people fairly come on now we're talking about the big three the the first requirement is treating people fairly being just the second requirement is to love mercy to love mercy. What does it mean to love mercy? It means to be kind and compassionate to others, to show loving kindness. Come on now, to show. Love is an action word. To show loving kindness, 
to be forgiving and kind, to help and to bless those who are oppressed, to help and bless those who are oppressed. So those that don't have as much as you have, those that may need something, are you compassionate toward them? Are you kind toward them? Or are you putting your nose up to them? Come on now, when is the last time you took a Christmas, because Christmas just passed or the holiday season just passed, when is the last time that you said, you know what, I'm not buying anything for me. I'm just going to be a total blessing to someone. When is the last time you did that? When is the last time you went and served into the in the community? When is the last time that you've called to say, you know what, I think I want to adopt a family. I have a little bit of extra cash this month. I want to be a blessing to someone. When is the last time that you've stepped outside of yourself to, to really love mercy, to love helping someone when is the last time you stopped to hand someone homeless a dollar when is the last time you stopped and said today when soon as you got up in the morning i'm going to do something kind for someone when is the last time that you've done that people of god i ask you that because these are the areas that the lord is looking at concerning our lives because love is an action word he's saying to love mercy that means i love to find opportunities to be compassionate to others. I love finding opportunities to be kind to others. I love opportunities to not be critical of people. Come on now, we can be too critical of people too. We can be too critical, expecting them not to make any mistakes, expecting them to be this perfect flawed vessel, and you're not even that. I find it very amazing how people can... Uh, say things like, oh, you let me down. I, I never expected that from you. But they never stop for a moment to just examine themselves, to extend grace and mercy to someone. Because there, I'm sure there's a time in your life where you let someone down. I'm sure there's a time in your life where you fell short. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. That's what it says. I know I have. There's areas that I've fallen short in. And this is why loving mercy is crucial. Loving mercy is crucial because if I'm extending kindness to people, if I'm being compassionate nine times out of 10, the, the law of sowing and reaping will kick in. If I'm sowing kindness and I'm sowing love and mercy, that's going to be given unto me. Press down, shaking together and running over. That's the word of God. It says that. That's not my word. That's the word of God. And he said, not by power or by might, but by the spirit of God. This is how we can um, be able to look at our next season and feel reassured in it because the Lord says, this is what I require. I'm not going to have you take this test and not know what the requirements are. These are the requirements. I need you to treat people fairly. Be just. If you want to know what being just is, turn to Proverbs, turn to Psalms, read about a just and a holy God. This is my expectations from you. Come on now, look at the Messiah. Look at how he operated when he was on the earth in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you read the gospels. Look how he operated. He was just, he was fair. Come on now, he was loving mercy. Come on, when the when uh, Judas was so focused on the lady who uh, broke her alabaster box over the father, um, the Lord was telling Judas that basically you don't even understand what she's doing. She's extending love and kindness to me and preparing me for burial during this time and you're focused on the money that she could be potentially making from the alabaster box that she's broken come on now how do you fare out in your character when it comes to loving mercy 
going to requirement number three. Again, my title on today is the big three, the big three, the big three requirements that the Lord is uh, requesting from his people over the month of January and February, the big three. The first one is to treat others how you will want to be treated to be just. That's what it's called. The second one is to love mercy, be kind and compassionate to others. How do you fare out in these two areas? If God came down to give you an evaluation, how would your evaluation look? If you gave yourself an evaluation, how would you mark yourself from one to five? Five being the best. Would you fall out in in the area of just at, at a level five, at a level three, two and a half, a one? Where do you fare out when it comes to loving mercy? Are you compassionate? Are you kind or are you overly critical? Are you absolutely just failing in that area? This is the time where you should examine yourself and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to help you in those areas and repent in those areas so that God can begin to come in like a mighty rushing wind and do something fresh and anew in your life. My last point is walk humbly. So the big three is to do just, love mercy, and to walk humbly. I am in Micah 6 and 8. I'm going to read the scripture again. This is the Lord's requirements that he aligns out for his people. I call them the big three in Micah 6 and 8. It says, he hath showed the old man what is good. And what doeth the Lord require of thee? So they're saying, what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Micah 6 and 8. Now I'm on point number three, to walk humbly. What does that mean when we say walk humbly with God? I'm glad you asked. It means to not be vain, proud, rude, or arrogant. Don't look down upon others. Don't be self-promoting. Stay teachable. The word of God says to become like a child. See, when we become like a child, we become open and teachable. We're not trying to blame others. We're just open and and teachable to what it is that the Lord is trying to show us about ourselves at that time. Because remember, he said he only chastised those that he loved. If he's chastising you, it's not to condemn you. I said that um, a few minutes ago. He says that there's no condemnation of those that seek after Christ Jesus. He's not here to condemn you people. He is here to allow us us to see ourselves so that we might walk in the fullness of God. Paul says that he wanted us to get to maturity in the fullness of God. See, as he develops our character and works things in our lives to completion, he wants us to get to this fullness in him, this full maturity in him. So he tells us this is what my expectation is. He expects you to understand that he's going to work it out for your good, but he's also expecting for you to be aware of your weaknesses so that you can be able to hand it to him so he can begin through the Holy Spirit working these areas out in our lives. But walking humbly, which is the last uh, point, point number three, walking humbly. Do you self-promote? Now I talked about this um, before on my YouTube channel, when we self-promote, we're trying to talk about all the things that we we done or what we did because we're trying to self-promote. And some people don't visually or um, visual, not visually, but uh, vocally. Thank you, Lord. Vocally self-promote. They do it in other ways. You know, taking multiple selfies of themselves, posting it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Hey, y'all, look at me. This is what I'm doing. That's self-promoting. That's trying to get attention in an area because there's something off balance with you. There's something off balance. Yeah, I said it and I know it hurts, 
but it is. I This is an area that we all must deal with because we all want to belong. We all want to feel special, but that's not an area that we have to self-promote ourselves. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to work those areas in our lives. We have to allow ourselves to be raised up in God's timing because in his timing is perfect. He knows when to elevate you. He has gotten everything in line for your elevation. You don't have to self-promote. You don't have to be rude or arrogant. You don't have to step on your brothers to get to the top. God will promote you in due season. It says we have to be willing to receive correction. See, to be humble, means that you are willing to uh, receive correction. Come on now. If you can't receive correction, you're no longer teachable. And if you're no longer teachable, you're no longer reachable. Oh, come on, people of God. I decree and declare that you will stay teachable, but you will stay like a child, like in, in your humility. And when you come to the Father, that you will rest at his feet and, and say, Abba, Father, Adonai, Teach me, Raboni. Teach me, teacher, that we would have an attitude of humility, understanding that God is trying to take us to a greater place in him. But no pride or anything can gloat in his presence. So we must be humble in order to walk with God. Come on now. Do you bow down and worship God? Do you always uh, pray reverence to God? Do you fear God? And when I say fear God, I'm saying fear God in understanding that if I do this, I'm, I'm bringing um, discredit upon my light, discredit upon a holy God. I am uh, shining my light uh, weird. Um, uh, I could be potentially leading people astray. Do you look at your decisions that you make from that angle? I decree and declare that in this season that you will be aware of your character flaws, that you would be aware of them to the point that you will hand it over to God so that he might work on it, that you won't hold it back like a cubby blanket and, and try to say, no, Lord, I don't want to work on this yet. Uh, I, you know, this is okay. It's not a big deal. When the Lord is saying it is a big deal, that's keeping you from rising to the occasion. That's keeping you from sitting among great men because of this character flaw of pride or arrogance. Come on now, where do you pan out from one to five? Five being great, one being horrible. Where do you where do you pan out when it comes to judging yourself um, and when you look at the area of humility in your life? This is something that we have to do personally. No one's going to do it for you. Well, they can, but I don't feel that it is very conducive because it's, it goes against the principle of God where it tells us that we ought to examine ourselves. We ought to be able to look at ourselves if we're truly walking with God, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying where we're falling short and allow him to do the work in our lives. I'm decreeing and declaring it in this new season that you will pick up your new wineskins, allowing the old wineskins to fall away, that you will be open to receive what thus saith the Lord concerning you in this new season. I decree and declare that even now that you come into a deeper revelation of what God has called you to do and who he's called you to be in this hour. I decree and declare that you will know who you are and who you are, that you're an overcomer through Christ Jesus and that no weapon formed against you should prosper in this new season. I'm decreeing and declaring that you will walk with boldness, that you'll come before the throne boldly, but with no pride or arrogance, but you will confidently approach a God who loves you and who's called you for such a time as this. 
and I'm closing. I'm praying your strength in the Lord. I want you guys to be blessed. And until next time, I want you to work on the big three to be just treating others how you would want to be treated, to love mercy and to walk humbly before God. I love you guys and be blessed. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to www.positivethinkingpodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.